The reading from the Bible is from the book of Joel, verses 28 to 32. Then afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves in those days I will pour out my spirit. I will show portents in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be those who escape as the Lord has said and among the survivors shall be those whom the Lord calls. This is the word of the Lord. High King of heaven, thou heaven's bright sun, I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So today we remember St. Columba, who traveled from Ireland to found a monastery on Iona, I expect some of us have visited it. It remains as a religious community for over 1,400 years later. The feast day of St. Columba is the 9th of June, and he was born of royal blood in Garton in County Donegal in North Ireland in 521. His name means dove. He acquired the name Columkill which means column of the cells or churches. The priest who baptized him became his foster father and tutor during his early years. As soon as he was old enough, he went to St. Finian's training school at Moville. At the age of about 20, already a deacon in the church, he moved to study with Genman, who was a bard, and so became a poet himself. He moved on again to Clonard, a famous monastic school run by another Finian who later acquired the title of tutor of Erin's saints. This school must have given him a very rich experience as there were up to 3,000 students there from Scotland, Ireland, Wales, and parts of Europe. And it is here that Columba was ordained priest. Columba was seen as an impressive person, tall and of powerful build. His voice was loud and melodious and carried so well that they say it could be heard from hilltop to hilltop. He gained followers quickly and founded monasteries over the next 15 years, including Derry, Durrow, and Kells. Had things worked out, he might have continued in this way as a much-loved abbot in his native land of Ireland. However, there appears to have been a dispute with the king of the time, Dermot. Columba had a love of books and spent much of his time copying Psalters and Bibles for his monks. He managed to get hold of a copy of St. Jerome's Psalter, which had been brought from Rome by Finian. He secretly made a copy of it, which angered Finian. The king ruled that Finian should have the copy as well as the original. Later, King Derbert's men dragged away and killed Prince Kernan, who was claiming sanctuary with Columba. War broke out between Columba's clan and Dermot's, 
which Columba won, but led to thousands dying. It seemed that Columba's name, meaning dove, did nothing to alter his very fierce temper. After the war, a church synod condemned Columba and sought to excommunicate him for his deeds. St. Brendan intervened to prevent this. Columba decided that he would atone for his offense by going into exile and committing to win the same number of people to Christ as those who had died in the war. And in 563, Columba set sail in a leather-covered coracle with 12 followers and landed on the island of Iona on the eve of Pentecost, the 12th of May. There he built a stone cross and formed a monastery. The position of Iona was ideal for reaching both the northern Picts and the southern Scots. After two years on Iona, he headed north towards the kingdom of King Brood. He passed by the river Ness, and the story is of told how he drove a great monster from the river into Loch Ness, where it could do no harm. And as we know, even today, people still camp on the banks of the loch in the hope of catching sight of the Loch Ness monster. When Columba and his colleagues, Comgall and Kenneth, reached the castle of King Brood, the gates were bolted against them. The king had given orders that they were not to be admitted. Columba is said to have made the sign of the cross, which resulted in the bolts drawing themselves back and the gates opening. King Brood was so impressed by the power displayed by Columba that the king listened to what Columba had to say and chose to be baptized, his actions soon followed by his people. Iona became a center of culture and conversion, with visitors from all over Europe who sought wisdom, prophecies, and miracles from Columba. Both rich and poor traveled there. Columba was visited by angels four years before he died. The angels told him that the prayers of the believers he had converted and had moved God to allow him to stay on earth for four more years was a blessing. He was expressive about when he would die, and on the day prior to his death, having just written the words, they that love the Lord shall lack no good thing, he was said to have ceased writing, intimating that his cousin and successor should complete the task. He climbed the hill overlooking the monastery and said to his disciple Diermit, this day is called the Sabbath. That is the day of rest, and such will it truly be to me, for it will put an end to my labors. <laughs> 